Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. When people are on the outside looking in, right, they only see the final result, but they don't really understand the work and and the the, the dedication that you that creators put behind their their their, their content. Right, right, sure, sure, sure. Um, it's not like about that for me. Um, I do want people to see the work that goes into it because I want them to understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I need that appreciation for the work you know Mm. because because like i appreciate the work you know what i mean like at some point i was talking to another content creator named uh well i won't drop names i guess (laughs) i was talking to another content creator and she was like she she said to me while i was talking about like making content and making film photography and stuff like that she said to me that it was weird to listen to me talk because my ego isn't in it, which mm. is not is which is not how I identify with my work, right? Uh, but it's how I would like to. I don't need I don't need confirmation or any affirmation from my audience. I don't need it. I could be sitting in a room with no windows, just screaming into my phone, and I'd still make sixty second videos like with as much time as I put into them right now, you know? I would, I would, you know, it would take me months. I would chop up the video, I'd make it all nice. Because you you can't rely, you can't rely on any outside source. You can't rely on motivation mm. to keep you going. You have to, you, you really have to let your passion fuel not just like the film, which is a separate thing, the photography, which is a separate separate thing, but the content that you create, because that's another creative outlet for me. What's up, beautiful people? We have a extremely special guest today, a photographer that I admire. Um, he does film, which I love, and he is also a content creator. All welcome, Levi Sear Red Cross. How you doing today, brother? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm all right, man. Um, I reached out to you because I found you on TikTok, surprisingly. And um, from my point of view, it's very informational and um, and inspiring to a lot of photographers who want to work in film. Um, what got you started in film and how does um, that correlate with content creation? I'm really surprised that you found my TikTok because my TikTok is tanking right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, not to say that like views from 500 people isn't valuable because it 100% is, but um, my Instagram is doing way, way better right now. Um, I don't think there is any correlation between content creation and film photography to answer your question. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I am a big fan of sharing. I think that content creation is all about documentation. It's all about sharing what's actually going on in your life. I don't like to make things up. Uh, I think that there is a lot of merit and a lot of value in people that do have like that creative knack and they're able to come up with things on the spot or create sketches and stuff like that. I don't have that. So what I do is I just docu- document my life and, um, one of the things that happened was my mom had access to a super duper old camera and she was like, dude, do you want this? And I said, no, mom, no one wants your stinky old dusty <laughs> camera. <laughs> but um, she was like, you you have to take it. If you don't take it, I'm going to have to sell it or throw it out. And I don't want to do that. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a look. And so I came over, gave it a look. It was a Nikon F2, mm-hmm. a super a super nice camera if you know about it it's a tank you can shoot it with a bullet it'll still work Mm -hmm. um and uh i put a roll of film through it and i was hooked and i've been documenting my whole process um ever since yeah i think that's very valuable that you document the process and you bring us along on your journey as you become a, a better photographer um it feels like the audience, quote unquote, is growing with you as you develop your craft. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's a goal. Um, One of the challenges I face a lot is that when people see me on social media, I think it happens with all content creators is like, if you see somebody doing something, usually you assume that they know enough about that thing to give you like basic advice which is not true in my situation. I'm like an absolute hardcore beginner. And I try to communicate that to my audience as as much as possible, but I still get like the constant questionnaire, like, what do you suggest for a first film camera? And it's like, bro, I don't know. There are so many film cameras out there. There could be absolutely anything, but I tried very few film cameras um, and I'm comfortable with the ones that I have, but I don't know about you know, what people's preferences are and everything like that. Um, quick question. I noticed that you um, develop your own film as, film as well. Yeah. Um, how many how many roles did you um, ruin before you got to like a good product? Oh, none. None? Really? <laughs> none. Oh, Not sweet. a single one. Yeah. Um, YouTube is an incredible resource. <laughs> I like to call it YouTube University. Uh, it turns out if you spend enough hours just watching other people's content, you can create pretty good stuff yourself. I have ruined rolls of film. Um, my most common error is overlapping two layer, two rolls of film whenever I develop them. I actually have an example I can show you. Sure. Yeah. It's actually hanging up right here because I haven't scanned it yet. Um, I know I'm not supposed to like leave the frame and continue to talk. It's, it's like one of the taboos. <laughs> it's one of the worst things that you could do. I'm just like looking at these and it is this one. I've got like seven or eight rolls of film here mm. uh, that I still need to develop. You guys can hardly see this, but this is one of the rolls of film that I developed. I don't know if you can tell, but I have a few portraits on there. That's me mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. against the tree. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my partner, I think, just kind of chilling way, way, way down here. I don't know if you can see what's happened, but this frame here, hopefully someone has enough resolution to be able to (laughs) tell. Um, What happened here was I overlapped two rolls of film and Mm. I ended up with something called reticulation, Mm. which is just like 
which is actually a heating error, but because of the chemicals that are the chemical process, there's a little bit of heating that goes on with the chemicals and can cause some pretty bad haziness. And it's kind of annoying. Oh, actually now I'm just realizing it's on a lot of frames. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Oh, well, but you know, that's kind of part of the process. You lose some things, you know? So I noticed that that's um, medium format. Which uh, oh. camera do you use? Oh, homie knows what's up. I know a little <laughs> bit, man. You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's medium format. Um, I really enjoy using my Roloflex, but mm. for that particular one, I was using this beast. Sweet. One of the one of the really cool things about my platform, especially on Instagram now, is. Instagram has become a bit of a community for me. So like it's become like uh, a working relationship between me and my audience, which is a ton of fun. It's super cool. Mm. This is not my camera. This is one of my followers cameras. Wow. So yeah, guy reach out, reaches out to me and says, yo, I've got a Hasselblad. If you want to give it a try, if you want to test it out, see how it is, you can use it for a while and then send it back whenever you're done. And I said, great but you're going to have to tell me when to send it back. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to just give it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this has happened on a couple of, uh, uh, this has happened a couple of times, people sending me stuff to let, to try and I've been having a ton of fun with it because it gives me access to like, this is like a $5,000 setup. I could Absolutely. never afford on my own. So, so this is like really cool that I have access to this and I can use it for a little bit of time. So that's what those photos were shot on, what I just showed you. Um, whenever a, a, a follower or um, one of your audience, audience members doesn't send you a camera, um, if you're like in search of a new camera, do you um, go to thrift shops? Do you um, eBay? Like what's, what's your medium of choice? Nope, none of the above. I don't purchase cameras mm. at all. Uh, all the cameras I own, I inherited, mm. uh, which is super cool. I'm like hashtag blessed, as they mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I just got I got super fortunate. I'm, I think I have I have no idea how many cameras I have at this point. I might have eight or nine or something like that, mm-hmm. but they're all from family. So a lot of people ask me which camera they should buy. And I always say, don't buy a camera guaranteed like somebody in your family has a film camera that mm-hmm. they haven't used in years. And they're going to feel so happy if you ask them for it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's one of the it's one of these weird things that's like like cameras, because, you know, like images are memories at this point, you know, and like memories are exceptionally valuable um, I think one of the things I'm always saying, my great, great grandfather, the person that I got all of my cameras from pretty much, I have no pictures of him mm. at all. And so like all of the like that, all of those memories are lost to me, which is absolutely insane. But uh, but not having those photos makes me realize how valuable they would be if I did have them. And by an extension of that, the camera is also that 
has that same value. Like you pass down photos, you look at old photos from like mm-hmm. when your mother was in high school, when your grandmother was in high school or whatever like that. And it's a really fun experience. And it's just the same with the camera. It's mm-hmm. like, they want you to have it, you know, they want you to have the memories and they want you to make memories. So um, if anyone's listening and you're thinking about getting into film, ask your relatives if they have a camera, just, Someone's going to have one. Ask everybody. Someone's going to have one. I absolutely agree. Uh, my mother was kind of like an amateur photographer. And um, once she lost interest, she passed down uh, uh, an Olympus pen to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, like is, is that what the one with the little half frames? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, just, I, I've always had a camera. My very early memory of... Uh, one of my earliest birthday presents was one of those um, small Pixar type plastic cameras, you know, point and shoot type cameras. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, just capturing those memories and, and having a time capsule per se is important, especially if you want to pass it down to future generations, like you said. Yeah, right. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> a little plastic <laughs> point and shoot. I love point and shoot cameras. I love them. Just like pick them up, click done like you walk away from it you don't have to like think about it at all it's so much fun it's more fun to me than the iphone sorry i cut you off (laughs) no it's it's fine (laughs) um film photography requires a more deliberate and thoughtful approach compared to digital right um how do (laughs) how do you approach uh a subject um when you're trying to um capture an image that you that you're thinking about or whatever uh you walk up to them and take a picture um, mm. I don't think that it has to be deliberate. I think a lot of people think that, you know, think that it that it absolutely must be. And I think there is a lot of weight on film because you're paying for the film, which means mm. you're paid per photo. And then you got to get it developed and you pay for that. And then there's the time aspect and you pay with your time to devote to film. And I get it. It holds a lot more weight. But I think that I'm like kind of like, one of the things that I've come to realize is you can't, you, you don't want to give the the film too much power over you mm. when you're out taking pictures because that idea that it needs to be super duper deliberate and the idea that it needs to be something great keeps you from creation. And right. I think that that's something like across platforms. We all know artists always have that thing where we don't want to get started just because we're not sure if we can make it perfect, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that one of the one of the things about film is that like you have to do you just have to do it. You just have to like break into it and do it more frequently. Um and um, that doesn't make it less valuable if it's less deliberate. You know, mm-hmm. I think that some of the best moments are the ones that you capture and they're not fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's always on Instagram, you know, <laughs> bad pictures, good memories. But that's, <laughs> you know, like that's like the hashtag, you know, but that's really what it is. That's how it is. You don't want to give the film too much power over you. Just snap the photo. Just do it. It. Who cares? <laughs> Love that. Just snap the photo. Um, I get kind of caught in between that because um, I sh- mostly shoot digital, right? Um, I shoot with the Sony. And yeah. whenever Sony I do- A3? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> you, you, my God. But um, <laughs> whenever I shoot film, it causes me to like really slow down and conceptualize what I'm capturing. Because when, it's like I have to turn this mind off and turn this mind mm. on, if that makes sense, you know? I get you. Yeah, yeah. But I um, get you. I love both mediums, you know? Both mediums have their purpose, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, because they're mutually beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. If, you shoot, if you shoot film, it's going to improve your digital photography. If mm-hmm. you shoot digital, it's going to improve your film photography. That's just, like, the way it is, because they both have different aspects. I know that it does make you slow down. And I know that that's what a lot of people say that's where the value is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where the value is. I think the value of film is that it's the it's one of the very few mediums, and there are exceptionally few. It's one of the very few mediums of art that you cannot immediately review yourself. Mm-hmm. You, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why I love point-and-shoot cameras, because if you're at a party, at a shindig, you can snap a photo and you don't, you literally cannot, you don't have the ability to look at what you've created. And mm-hmm. so you don't look at it and think to yourself, oh man, my leg is crooked. I was blinking halfway. I was like, you, you don't have the ability to do that. And that's, mm-hmm. and that is the beauty of it is it lets you stay in the moment. It lets you linger in the memory or it lets you that that photo that you click at that moment and all the way up until it's developed, scanned, printed, whatever you're doing in the future, it only exists in your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the most beautiful thing about film. Not that it slows you down, but that you get to keep the memory um, like in your mind and in your heart. And then when you get the photo, it becomes like that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. That's my thing. That's my spiel. I love it, man. I love it, man. Um, <laughs> what is your dream camera? I can tell you mine's personal. It's What's a yours? Leica. It's a Leica M10. Oh. <laughs> M10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good $5,000, $6,000 camera. Yeah, like, what yeah, is yeah, your, yeah. your dream film why, no, camera? Why is yours the Leica? I'm um, curious. A lot of the photographers that I follow... Um, like going back to the past, a lot of uh, my mother used to get like National Geographic uh, books shipped to the house and they mm-hmm. would have pictures of people all over the world. You know what I mean? Beautiful, beautiful portraits. And most of those photographers that I've, I've followed use Leica, you know, mm-hmm. just that yeah. feel, the, 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 the color, um, the warmth in the color. Um, that's like my dream camera for some reason. I don't know why it's just, it's just in me. <laughs> no, it's connected to your memory. I right, love right, that. Right, right, right. You, you know, like it, it, it gives you like a connection to your mom. I think that that's fantastic. That's mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. Usually when people say they want a Leica, it's because, you know, everybody else is out shooting with a Leica. You right, know? right, It's like right, all, right. The, all the big, all the big wigs and everything like that. And you're like, oh, that's a little like, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, who really cares about that? You know, um, cameras should be fun to shoot on. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like Mm -hmm. I I inherited all these cameras from my great grandfather. And one of the cameras I inherited was the Roloflex TLR. Sweet. Um, and I love that camera to death. Like it is, it is the most fun to shoot on. It makes the most sense to me when I'm carrying it. It just feels like it, it just feels so accessible to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, but the problem is the lens on it is hazy. 
Mm. Um, it's an uncoated lens, which means if you're shooting in color, you get crazy halations, which will blow out your photo. Mm. Um, and sometimes when you're shooting in black and white, you also get halations too. If I could have the rule of flex 2.8, mm. either the B or E, <laughs> I'm going really deep here. No one knows what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> With the Planar 80 millimeter lens, that would be phenomenal. That would be like my go-to all the time. I would carry it around everywhere. Um, that would be it. That would be it. Uh, I love I love my Roloflex a lot, but the thing that hurts me about it all the time is that um, it's unreliable. I just can't use it. You know, mm. if the light hits the lens in the wrong way, it just blows out the lens, and I can't use the photo for anything. So. I end up not using it more often than using it, if that makes any sense. So is it molding on the lens or anything like that? No, no mold, no no fungus or anything. There's no balsam separation. Those mm. are the, like the big things to miss out on. I think that um I think that someone just on the inside element it mm. looks like there are like scuffs or something like that. I think mm. someone just like probably stuck something down there and tried to clean it out once or something mm. like that and wasn't mm. being very smart. So that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. I mean, besides that, those um, twin reflex cameras are are built like tanks. I have a, a 124G Yashica, you know. Mm. Yeah. And How do you every, like that? I love it. It's like every time... When I do street photography, I'm from DC. If you didn't know, um, when I do street photography, I'm and so I'm, jealous. And I'm, I'm so I'll, jealous. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, I'm it's sorry fine. to cut you off. I I I lived in Hagerstown for a couple of years, and I would Maryland? just yeah. yeah 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 hour and a half away from DC, mm. and I would drive all the way out to DC just to do street photography yeah. because the people out there, the people out there are different. They're like. You know, I feel like a lot of people go to New York because there's a lot of attitude and there's a lot of character. Yeah. And like you can get that in DC, but the people in DC are like so welcoming and wholesome. I feel like it's and the it culture. Like, it's the culture. It's like yeah. a different vibe. I'm so jealous that you're down in DC <laughs> and you're doing street photography down there because if I was down there, I'd be out there every single day. Just yeah. like rolling through film i'm sorry i cut you off though it's fine and it's like every other month we have like different events or you know marches Mm. and and what have you what's up yeah Yeah, it's also the political center of the world yes Um, yes it's it's got so much music so much art there is so much going on in dc i really feel like it's slept on um like because you know Chicago is a big place for street photography. Mm-hmm. New York's a big place for street photography. San Francisco. Like DC, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. DC is huge. People are missing out. I'm sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> it's cool, man. <laughs> I, I love when someone loves DC as much as I do. I was pretty much born and raised here. But um, like I was saying, just going out and just capturing images. People don't even know that you're taking photos because you're like, the camera is right here. You know what I mean? That's right. Just, That's right. And you're just going out doing your thing. I, I love it. Um, I you also look love... like you're in your own world, you know, right? Like right. every now and then, whenever someone notices the camera, they're like, they're never offended because you're like down here, mm-hmm. you know, they might wave to you. They'll smile. You mm-hmm. look up and smile. They don't care. It's weird. The TLR has a weird effect on the world. It's not the same as like 
picking up a camera, holding yeah. it to your face. That for some reason, this is offensive. And they're more so curious not. about the camera. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have any like aspirations of like traveling and, and doing photography? Like Bro, dude, if if I could just travel and take pictures all the time, that would be it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be it. If I could travel around with a TLR, you know, mess around like that, that would be so much fun. Oh, I have a question. Do you uh, shoot on street photography on your Sony or, or um, your Yashica more often? More the Yashica. You know, more than Yashika, really? Yeah, I, I don't really get to go out there as much because you know I'm a parent and you know job and all that. Mm. But um, when I was going out there frequently, um, more film. I always also have a, a Minolta. Wow. I would go out there with. Um, but a, Mon- so- a Minolta, what an SLR or? Uh, I can show you right now. Give me one second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm so jealous. I can't believe you out here shooting on yeah, a TLR. So this is my baby right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my workforce. Little SLR, little... Yeah. yeah. So I found this at a, um, a vintage store in Southern Maryland, all the way down past Wardorf called California, Maryland. Right, for five bucks, right? Yeah. (laughs) And they did not know what they had uh, when I went down there. So um, Mm. just for me, it's like a treasure hunt when I go to these different um, vintage stores or thrift stores and I I drive three hours away, four hours away and I find gems like that's the most thrilling part. For some reason, it's more thrilling to find the cameras instead of going out and shooting with the cameras for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you just haven't found the right camera. Yeah. Maybe. Have, have you have you shot on a Leica before? Never. Never. Whoa. Never. You gotta shoot on a Leica. <laughs> You've gotta shoot on have you shot on a rangefinder? Uh Rico, I think it was a Rico 10. Okay. Was it all manual? No, it wasn't all man. Got to shoot on range. Yeah, you got to yeah. do something. Uh, Leica, you got to hit. You got to hit up Leica. I will say, um, Leica might be the only company that truly cares about photographers. Mm-hmm. Not photography, not cameras, not pictures, but the photographers. Like they really care about the artists behind the work. Um. I don't know if you already knew, but I inherited this mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. just like that. That yeah. was it. No yeah. lens, nothing. Um, so I turned up at a Leica store. I was like, listen, I ain't got no lens for this camera. I belong to my great grandfather. I just want to, I just want to try it. I just want to see what it's like. I just want to use it. And they're like, Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. They brought out a Suma Lux handed it to me and they said bring it back in two hours mm-hmm. which which is like the craziest thing in the world you know sumalex is like a three thousand dollar i right? know i was about to say <laughs> <laughs> Just like, crazy. Come back. <laughs> yeah yeah they're like yeah come back in two hours bring it back i was like oh, all right so you know loaded it up with some kentmere went out and shot the range finders like you know, everybody talks up like like is so annoying for charging a lot of money, but this is a fun system. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's mm-hmm. easy to use and it's fun and it's quick. And one of the things I've 
learned about like my cameras is that I just not only am I faster with this camera, but yeah. I just shoot more. I just shoot more. And it's weird, right? Because I've got, you know, the Nikon F2 and the Nikon FM2, which are cameras I love dearly. Don't get me wrong. They're fantastic cameras. But this thing is just like, when I'm out, I'll just, you know. I'll is just it like a single flip. stroke? Yeah, single stroke. Nice. Yeah, I don't have the double stroke. I don't know the difference between the two, and I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what is, do you know the difference? I mean, Besides the stroke, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, what does that even mean? Like, I know the I, I M, know. the M four, um, which is a, a fairly cheaper camera, has a double stroke, but I'm I'm not mm. sure, man. I just got to get my hands on one. Yeah, you have you just have to try it. It's a it really is different, and I thought I wasn't going to be this guy, but I totally am. It's just fun. It's just mm. fun. Um. Especially if you can, well, mine doesn't have a light meter in it. So I've got to do sunny 16 all the time. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But if you got, you know, if you get the M4 or anything later, you'll be fine. Sweet. Yeah. You um, got to shoot on a range finder, man. I, I got to get me one. As soon as I get a little bit of cash, well, a lot of bit of cash, I will definitely buy yeah. it. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, you know, just get your foot in the door with like a Bessar, like a Voigtlander or something mm. like that. Just like anything to give it a try. Um, or if you have a friend, if we, if we lived, if I was in DC, if I'm ever in DC and we hang out, you can definitely try my camera. I'm sorry. It has too much sentimental value for me to just send it to you. It's fine. If I had, man. It's fine. <laughs> if I had purchased it with my own money, I would definitely just like send it to you and let you use it for a while. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you gotta try it. Dang. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm try. I'm definitely gonna make some time to try it. Um, as a content creator, how do you integrate your film photography into your online presence? You know, and how do Dude. you leverage social media with that? Oh my god, it sucks! <laughs> it sucks. It really does. I do not have a good workflow. I have a terrible workflow because um, I used to before I started shooting film. I used to make a video and mm. post it, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is like crazy to think about now. Like I cannot, I cannot post a video the same day I make it. If you see me post a video, I made that video. I made that John months ago, <laughs> we, you know, like two months, one month ago, two months ago, like a long time ago, because like I'm shooting the film and I put it in my fridge. I've got to wait until I've got five rolls. Mm -hmm. I got to put it in my development ticket. I got to develop it. I got to hang it up. It's got to dry. And then I've got to scan it. Got to put it into my computer and edit it. And I got to put that into a video and I've got to edit that video. And then I've got to post that online. And all that time, that one roll of film gets me one 60 second video. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if I get any good photos on that roll, you know? So like, it's just, it is brutal workflow because sometimes I get to the scan, I get to the end and realize there are no photos on that roll of film that I can post and I have video from it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just have all this lost video that just has nowhere to go. And it's like, it's like, sometimes I will post a video anyway and I'll just be like, this is the reason this photo is bad. Um, you know, and then everybody's like, stop being so negative. Mm. I, I could talk, I could talk all day about that, <laughs> but you know, um, but yeah, my workflow 
sucks and I want to get better at it. I want to come up with a system, but this is the best I have right now. It is the most accessible. It's the cheapest. Mm -hmm. So it's the way that I do it. Like I already told you, like, let me go rogue here for a second. Like, like you're looking at, yeah. Like, see, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this video, this video right here. This is a critique video of my work, right? This, uh, this video right here. This is, uh, oh, this is some street photography. This video is. I tried out a new camera. I got, I got a camera from someone, and I haven't been able to talk about it because I haven't scanned the film. You know, like that kind of thing. So, you know, it's. I I don't I don't know I don't know. And some people, uh, when when people are on the outside looking in, right, they only see the final result, but they don't really understand the work and and the the, the dedication that you that creators put behind their their their, their content. Right, right, sure, sure, sure. Um, it's not like about that for me. Um, I do want people to see the work that goes into it because I want them to understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that. I need that appreciation for the work, you know, mm. because, because like I appreciate the work, you yeah. know what I mean? Like at some point I was talking to another content creator named, uh, well, I won't drop names, I guess. <laughs> I was talking to another co- content creator and she was like, she, she said to me while I was talking about like making content and making film photography and stuff like that. She said to me, that it was weird to listen to me talk because my ego isn't in it, which mm. is not is which is not how I identify with my work, right? Uh, but it's how I would like to. I don't need I don't need confirmation or any affirmation from my audience. I don't need it. I could be sitting in a room with no windows, just screaming into my phone, and I'd still make sixty second videos like with as much time as I put into them right now, you know, I would, I would, you know, it would take me months. I would chop up the video. I'd make it all nice because you, you can't rely, you can't rely on any outside source. You can't rely on motivation Mm. to keep you going. You have to, you, you really have to let your passion fuel not just like the film, which is a separate thing, the photography, which is a separate separate thing, but the content that you create, because that's another creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think that I'm at the point where I would say that my content creation is art, but it's definitely a creative process. It's definitely a creative experience. And if I were to be someone that would that needed that affirmation to keep on going, you know, I don't think that. I would be where I am. You know, I see a lot of people like always concerned. They're like, Oh, how do I get, you know, how I get hundreds of thousands of followers like you. And it's just like, you just don't need it. You don't need it. I'm going to continue this long winded response. (laughs) I, there's this content, there's this guy that people reach out to me all the time. People DM me all the time. I get 20 new DMS every single day from new people. Um, and people are always asking me the same question. How do I grow my audience? What do I do? And those mm. are the same people that haven't posted since December. You know, mm. it's just like, dude, wait, what do you want me to tell you? Post more. There's no secret. <laughs> There's no secret to it. 
there's this one guy that reached out to me and he didn't ask me how to get more followers. He asked me, how do I get better at making content? Mm. And I like, and I grilled him. I was like, how many pieces of content can you make a week? He was like three to five. I was like, give me a number. He was like, I could probably make five pieces of content a week. And I was like, every week? He was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, you're going to make a deal right now. Mm-hmm. There's no negotiation. If you want to negotiate, then negotiate right now. You know, you want to, you want to do four videos a week? Fine, do that. But right now, if you're going to do five videos a week, it's not going to be 11 p.m. on a Sunday. You only posted four videos a week. I'll do six videos next week. No, you do five videos every single week. Because what people don't realize is that quantity leads to quality. You need to put in the work. You need to put in the reps in order to get to the point where you have the quality, you know. And the funniest thing, this guy, and he's the only person that followed through with this. He makes five videos a week, and I'm so proud of him. And every, and now I see his content, and I'm excited. Like, I want to tune into what he's doing, right? Because he's gotten to the point where his audience is valuable to him. He's got 3,000 followers, right? Mm. And he's making five videos a week. But his audience is valuable to him. Someone leaves a comment on his video, he replies. You know, he makes a video of it. He follows through. So it's like beautiful to see that he's found, he's found value. He's found something in his content creation that's filling him up, you know? Mm. And it's not the numbers, you know, it's Mm. like, and that's what it is. You know, that's, that's what the content creation is for me. It's not the numbers. It's like, you know, it's like the people that hit me up, they're like, Oh man, I found your page. And like, I want to get back into film now. And I'm, I'm looking around and I just want you to know you inspired me. Like that's, that's fulfilling. That one person is fulfilling, you know, like, Numbers are fun, but I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, yes, consistency um is important, from my opinion. You know, um, we have a pretty good following for the podcast as well as our um individual art. But just the fact that we have people looking forward to see our art and and express how much they um how much we motivate them to pursue art as well is, is the validation I need. You know, I want everyone to create. We all have the power to create. Yeah. I think that's important. It's, it's therapeutic. Um, it's, 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 it's calming. And I think if everyone found a, a medium to create, um, we'll be in a way better place than we are, you know, with all of the craziness going in the world today. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. So what's your favorite film stop? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've been shooting enough film to know what my favorite film stock is, but I'll give you two. Yeah. Um, So black and white, uh, Delta, Ilford's Delta Delta 400. Mm. That's a good film stock. It's so tasty. I don't know why people like HP5. I think it's bad. Do you like HP5? Uh, No, not really. Okay, more of a, a portrait type guy. <laughs> You're more of a portrait type guy. Yeah. Okay, what, what, uh, what, I, which portrait? Uh, I could do four to eight hundred, depending on okay, how I'm yeah, feeling yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm no hipster. Mid. I'm no hipster or anything, <laughs> but I go, I go work with, or Kodak Gold. Kodak Gold. You're no hipster. What are you talking about? You shoot film. <laughs> 
<laughs> what does that even mean? You're definitely a hipster, dude. <laughs> Don't even try to do that. <laughs> you called me red-handed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> trying to act like you're somebody else? Nah, man. You're I'm one of us... For yeah. the culture, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're one of us wannabes, man. <laughs> Just chasing after ages. No, no. Um, for some reason, so the film stocks that everyone else likes, I I don't like them, but mm. I want to like them. This is like it's so funny because like usually the only way I know how to define myself is in opposition to everyone else, right? Mm. I think that's what a lot of us do. Like, mm. but um, but I don't like HP five or Portra 400 like at all. And mm. I really, I really want to like them. I want to like them because HP five is exceptionally flexible, right? You yeah. could shoot at like 800, you could shoot at 400, you could shoot at 200 and it'll take it. Like you'll still get a photo out of it. it it's, I mean like, you know, but that grain structure, it's just, <laughs> it, it's so dusty. It looks like <laughs> it looks like under the bed dust. You know, when you haven't yeah. swept under the bed in a couple of months, yeah. that's what HP five looks like. And when you have film stocks like Delta four hundred, Delta's just so crisp. Yeah, it's so crisp. Oh man! But um, and Portra Portra four hundred is okay. I like eight hundred. Eight hundred's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Those colors pop. But four hundred. Like four hundred is so expensive, and I and I buy Portra four hundred for the colors, right? Mm. Um, and I want the colors to be good. But then I take them, and then Portra four hundred has that signature muted tone. Yeah, and I hate that. I just <laughs> if I take a picture of something colorful, I just want it to pop, and that's what the eight hundred gives me. So I don't like four hundred for that reason. Anyway, I mean. Just- I love Portra, you know, um, but if I had to go outside of the grain, I'll just grab some Kodak Gold, you know, mm. I could work with that. But gold um, is tasty. it's it's like film is not a niche area anymore. And the more that people do it, the more the prices go up and it's like really making it harder for like people to afford film nowadays. I don't agree with that. No. No, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's what it is. I think that the materials are exceptionally difficult to source. Mm. Like we're talking about precious metal, right? Mm. Silver, it's really difficult to source. And then all of the chemistry that goes into film is exceptionally difficult to make. And um, like you have to remember that like the largest supplier of film, Kodak, is bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, (laughs) all the time. Yeah. like, you know, um, Kodak started out when they started out and built their initial infrastructure in all of their buildings back in the 19 whatevers, like they, they built and built and built and, and, um, upsized and upsized. And then they stopped and just as many facilities as they started out with, they still have today. They have not built a new facility and they're mm-hmm. dealing with this issue where resources are getting harder and harder to get. And they make a whole bunch of film and they always sell out, right? And they want to be able to make more film, but they can't because the resources are getting more expensive. So it's like this never-ending cycle. I don't think that the blame belongs to the consumers. Um, I don't think the blame in this case even belongs to the film industry. Mm. I think 
I think that it's just the way the world is, you know, like Mm. computers use a lot of silver. And so, you know, if Apple (laughs) needs all of the precious metal that it needs to get, then you better bet they're going to spend top dollar. And that's just not money that Kodak has. So, yeah, no, the blame doesn't belong to the consumer. And I like to keep the blame off of the consumer as much as possible. I mean, that's me, though. I don't know. So in a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic um, scenario, right? Hypothetical. There's yeah, no yeah, more yeah. film in the film store. Okay. What does Levi do next? I'll shoot a digital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to run out of money at some point. Like, yeah. like, one of the things I like to point out to people most frequently is that I don't have the money to shoot film. Mm. None. Zero. I'm not joking. I work a job nine to five. And that's enough money to pay for the place that I'm in. I'm sitting in right now. Mm-hmm. It's enough money to put gas in the car. You know, it's not enough money to pay for repair on the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so I ha- I sell prints on my uh, on my social medias, which, you know, I'm sure if I don't sell prints, I cannot buy film mm. literally, actually. Mm. And I'm going to run out of money at some point and I'm going to need to shoot digital, which is fine. Um, I have nothing against digital. I love shooting digital and I'm excited to see what my digital photography looks like after I've spent so much time shooting film, but um, there's no, but that's it. That's the end mm. of that thought. Mm. But yeah, I'll just, I'll say digital man. So much cheaper. <laughs> like, yeah. why are we doing this? <laughs> like we literally live in an era where we have enough Photoshop and Lightroom that we can emulate any film stock that we want to. And mm. we're still shooting film. You know, I feel like that's like very significant. That must mean there's something special about film. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's you the can... whole it's the whole analog process. Like, I'm yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm a guy who has vinyl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the richness of just having something physical in my hand instead of just pressing on Spotify or Apple Play or whatever. Yeah, it, it means something. It's like I actually own something. You know what I mean? Just like when you go through the process That's of t- right. taking a picture, developing it, um, giving I'm it to you. you know what I mean? It's like it, it means something. It's like a baby in a sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you do you watch Studio Ghibli? No, I haven't. No, what? What? No. You've never watched a Miyazaki film? No. Spirited Away? No, I haven't. What is going? What is happening? Is just, this the just, Twilight Zone? <laughs> just plug me in, bro. Like, Who are you? <laughs> All right, look, uh, just like vibing off of what you were just saying right now. Um, yeah. This is a DVD. You remember this? <laughs> oh yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've seen that before. Yes, you've seen this. I've okay, seen good. that. Yes. Okay, right. Because I was about to. I was seriously dag. I've seen that. I just didn't remember <laughs> was, the name, but I. Seen I was about it. to hang up the phone and not call back to me. <laughs> This is Castle in the Sky. Yes. I bought the DVD. Why? I can stream it. Yeah. Like, it's the same exact thing. It's it's that tangible art form. Yeah. That and also, uh, that and also uh, you can't stream the soundtrack to this one anymore because it was discontinued in 2010. We won't talk about it. It's not that important, but, uh, mm. you know. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like a cult thing. You know, I'm just... No, nah, I, I totally agree. That's how I am with... Uh, <laughs> With Samurai Camp Low or Trigun. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Or, or Full Metal Alchemist like that. Oh I, come on, I have, man. Come on. I have the physical copies, bro. Okay. Don't do me like that. Right, <laughs> now we can talk. Now yeah. we can talk. He said Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, I was like, oh, this is my guy. And my uh, photography aside, in my humble opinion, I think Full Metal Alchemist, the first, the first season. Okay. It's the best anime of all time. Just my it's opinion. It's so good. It's it so good. So great. So great. It's it's so good. Man, I can't believe how good it is. I've rewatched it like four times. And that's mm. John Long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so long. That's crazy. Yeah. Um what keeps you inspired, man? Like you have the daily grind of the nine to five and um social life. Like what keeps you inspired to do art? I'm not inspired. I'm depressed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this keeps me like alive in a mm. sense, like, like this keeps me excited. Right. So like, I'm not inspired. I'm not, uh, I don't even know if I have any sort of motivation, but mm. I'm just like, man, if I, if I can go, if I can go just do a little bit more then mm. I get to see like, like I've got, I've got eight photos in here right now, just mm-hmm. chilling, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, all I want to do is see what those look like. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, the only way that I'm going to see what they look like is to finish the role and go develop the role. You know, and they'll probably all be trash. Right. But by the time I see what they look like, I will have already put five more roles through this thing, you know? And it's just like, it's just like, and that's what kind of film is like doing to me is just like, I, I can't see this and I want to see it. So I'm like pushing myself to go see it. You know, I'm doing what is necessary to get to go see it. And that's what's up. Creation is important, man. I, I often, um, miss that when I shoot digital, you know, cause Mm. every, you look right at the back of the camera. Whenever I go out and shoot with this right here, I catch myself looking at the back of this and it's nothing there. <laughs> it's nothing there. So I'm like, it just oh, says shit. like FP4 and you're like, yeah. oh, there's <laughs> nothing there. But um, I love that process. I love that process of taking my time and um, it just makes me appreciate it a lot more. Um, are there any I, specific challenges um, you face as a content creator, film photographer, or as a, a person in general? Content creation, just like some of the things I've mentioned before, just like people think I'm a professional and I'm not, and I'm always trying to tell people I'm not. Um, and just like the workflow sucks. That's it. Like really, (laughs) (laughs) I got to get a better workflow, man. But yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Um, what else sucks about it? I think the thing that sucks the more and more I do it is the fewer people that I can connect with. Um, I actually experience this thing where when my audience gets broader, Mm. I don't get to connect with everyone anymore. Like there was a time when I could reply to every single comment, you know, Mm. you scroll deep enough in my Instagram, you'll go find like, I, I replied every single comment, every single one. And there was a time when I could reply to every single DM too. And Honestly, like I could read a DM and honestly connect with somebody, you know, and have a real conversation with every single person in my contacts. Now, like 20 new people Mm -hmm. a day, right? Mm -hmm. 
message me who have never messaged me before. And then I've also got the 20 people that message me that I have spoken to already. And I just can't keep up. Mm. I just can't. And that bums me out. (laughs) It makes me sad. People are always saying, Levi, you don't have to do it. But I want to. But I want to. I want to talk to people. I want to connect to people. That's why I've got social media. It's to connect with people. Yeah, that's a... that is one of my biggest gripes, I think. <laughs> I I can I can see what you mean, man, but you know, without them looking and, and admiring your work, who are we at the end of the day? We're just uh, taking pictures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would do it without them too. <laughs> yeah, too. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a fun ride, man. It's been a fun ride. Yeah, when you hit me up. There were like 10 people at the same time all asked me Mm -hmm. to do interviews. And I was just like, that was just like overwhelmed. And every single person, I just said no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A different form of it, like very gently, like really nice. Just like, I'm tired. I'm focused on my own content, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. But I wrapped back around to you because I thought you had something going on. I was like, man, these guys are are cool. These guys are for real. I got to. I got to go hang with these people. So anytime you want me to come talk with you, you let me know. I appreciate it, brother. Um, Once again, I want to thank you for taking the time out to um, have this conversation. You are a joy. I love your work. Um, And I'm pretty sure you will produce as much work and, and, and take your craft to as far as you want to take it. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with us and our listeners, man. Thanks for inviting me. This was this was awesome. It was good to talk to you. You're like it, you were easy to talk to. You're not scary. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a normal person. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people can be so cut and dry, you know. But I appreciate what you're doing. I I think that you're doing a good job reaching the creative community, and I hope you reach a lot more people, man. I love it. I love it. Um, how can people get in contact with you? Buy some prints. Um, check out your socials. Like, what's what's, oh, what's the links? Yeah, click the link in the bio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go go find me. You can type in my name into Google, which I'm very, which that is something I'm proud of. That is something my pride is attached to. I (laughs) I worked hard to get that to happen. Mm -hmm. Type in my name into Google. You'll find me. You'll find my website. You'd also click the link in my bio. Find me on Instagram, LBCR Photography. But you can also type in LBCR and find my other accounts. So LBCR Business, LBCR Yoga, you get the picture. Mm-hmm. Perfect, man. And uh, whenever you come to D.C., man, let's link. I, I know all yeah, the good, great bars and all the great uh, street photography spots, man. It's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to come out there and shoot. So we'll definitely have to we'll have to connect. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thanks again, Levi. Peace. Thanks. Cheers. Have a good one.